Hello and welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast, brought to you in association with Ladbrokes. Uh, we'd like to wish a happy new year to all of our listeners. Uh, thank you very much for coming back to us in the new year. Uh, we had a little absence over Christmas, uh, two weeks without a podcast, um, mainly because the, everyone was back home and it would have just been me talking to myself down the microphone, which is no good. Uh, I'm Aaron Flanagan, back in the hot seat once again today. We're joined by Mark Jones, I think third week, third week or third episode in a row. Hatchery, yeah, Hatchery. Hatchery, 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 uh, Joe Mewis. Hello, good morning, or whatever time you're listening to this one. <laughs> no, good, good to have you with us. Um, we're going to be talking um, kind of all the festive football schedule. We're going to be looking ahead to the January transfer window, the FA Cup coming up. Um, this podcast is basically just to review everything that's happened over the past two weeks um, because, as I say, we've not been here for two weeks. Uh, we will start with the festive football. Um, it's been a little bit exhausting, hasn't it? I know the players and managers are moaning, it's how tiredness is, you know wearing people out it's actually kind of exhausting to watch because it's just football every single night what Mark I'll stop with you what's your opinion are you a fan of the festive football are you a fan of so much football back to back I am as a as a spectator um, perhaps in, in our jobs it gets a little bit too much because you're, you're looking at one game and then so another game happens and it all kind of like rolls into one I think the, the two games in three days that a lot of um, a lot of teams had over this period was a bit too much to be honest um, and as you saw with a lot of the the rotation that, um, that a lot of the teams went through uh, on the, especially on those those New Year's Day games, there were a lot of a lot of teams um, with with a lot of changes. So from a spectator point of view, yeah, you know, I quite like sitting on my sofa and watching game after game after game. But I can see why I think they can take one game out of it. To be honest, it's yeah. it's, it's a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we're recording now on the Wednesday. Uh, before Arsenal and Chelsea play each other, uh, the festive football is not even done then because there's the game on Thursday night uh, between Spurs and West Ham. Then we go straight into the FA Cup on the Friday. It's absolutely non-stop. Um, Pep Guardiola said um, after City's win against Watford that um, kind of we're in, on the brink of maybe killing the players, and I'm sure he didn't mean it you know, literally. Uh, but um, Joe, did, did the managers have a point here that you know it, it is way too much now? Yeah, I, th- I think, of course, Pep Guardiola's got a really valid point there. Um, this year, I don't know if it's a quirk of the calendar, but it's, it seemed absolutely brutal. You know, like Mark said, I don't know why teams are having to play twice in, you know, 48 hours. Uh, you're just offering yourself up for, for players to get injured. I think um, you saw where Guardiola was coming from. You saw um, the Palace game where they lost uh, Gabriel Jesus and they thought they'd lost uh, De Bruyne. Fortunately, De Bruyne was, uh, was back in the next game, but... You know, um, from the fans' point of view, if we if we were going to go four months without seeing both of those two players, you know, we're all losing out as well. Yeah. Um, was there a case as well? I mean, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I found myself. I think it was the the West Brom Arsenal game. I was watching that and I was thinking the players are absolutely shattered. Yeah, and I, I think that's not even too soon into the you know kind of well, both teams have had to play again since. Uh, but um, in a way, is it? Killing the spectacles, making players play so so often because managers are having to rotate. You're not seeing the best players, and you're maybe not seeing players at their absolute peak. I don't think the quality of, of some of these games has been has been great. Um, I don't. I think it's it's and it is, is a consequence of that. And you're right, you're right. The West Brom Arsenal game, which which was only what four days ago, but I've lost count of when things are and and. Yeah. and it's um, bad enough this time of year, the best time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without well, trying sort of, to figure out what day it is. Guardiola talking about killing his players. I think, you know, everyone's killing themselves with alcohol and food anyway. So so yeah. you, you're trying to keep up with it, with everything. But yeah, the West Brom Arsenal game um, 
was perfect, a perfect example to, to choose because you look at what happened to West Brom against West Ham um, the other day where they're playing against the West Ham team who've had a lot more rest than they have and what happens they go and lose the game in the last minute when they're knackered you know, they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to chase the game it's one all they're away at West Ham big sort of relegation six pointer and they end up losing it later on and Pardew said after the game it's because we were tired and, and you've got to feel sorry for him really because it's, it's not fair that they had much much less rest than West Ham did yeah. uh, Pardew has actually registered an official complaint or West, West Brom as a club uh, about it do, do you think the power of the managers uh, kind of complaining is so heavy because it seems to be they've complained more this year than any other that I can personally remember anyway um, do, we, do, we, do we think the managers complaints will actually see a, you know a change in the way that festive fixtures are, are organised I'd like to think so um, I mean when you look at Guardiola's comments he's obviously someone who's come into the Premier League you know fr- from abroad so he isn't as ingrained as the old traditions and everything um, I mean and I think if you if you were starting a football the Premier League today from year dot we don't have tradition would would you do this now? Like, would you start a festive period with with these sort of games? Of course, you wouldn't. You know, it may, it makes no sense for somebody who's coming in to look at it like that. So, hopefully, the powers that be. I mean, ultimately, it's all down to the money men, the TV people, isn't it? But you'd like to think the damage that it could be doing this competition might make people have a think and perhaps try try a few things out. You know, we're not saying we have to change forever, but next year let's let's try and jiggle things around a bit yeah. and you know see where it takes us. Uh, winter break. I mean, obviously, I know. I'm personally against the winter break, and maybe more more of a spread out schedule. Bear in mm. mind because obviously there's a lot of midweeks where Premier League aren't playing through the season, especially in the back end of the season when European football kind of slows down a little bit. Um, did, would a winter break change anything? Would it? Or I mean, I know it's a chance to refresh players and stuff. Yeah, but I think you could have a situation where I mean, you, you, you say the words winter break, and everyone all of a sudden goes, oh no, and everyone thinks of that. Is it Germany where they have a really long one? Um, In Spain, it's quite a short one. It's only like a week and a half. And they come back and they play cup games. You could have a situation where you call it a winter break, but in reality, all you're doing is you're giving one... You, you, you stagger it if you like so you give you give certain teams breaks at certain points so there are still matches on for people to watch over the over Christmas if they want them but at some point over that period a club or sorry all, all the clubs will have a certain seven day period where they know they're not going to play so that's where they can you know you can, you, it must be easy to, to stagger it out that way a little, a little bit easier as opposed to just stopping everything Yeah, uh, Joe you're actually a, you're a fan of the NFL they, they have bye weeks in, in the NFL um, they do, yeah. seem to be very effective I mean I know Tampa Bay and Miami got very unlucky with the fact that their bye week ended up being the first week this and, year. But and that showed in, in how they performed this season. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, it's, it's different sports. It's a lot more physical. The NFL, um, but it's 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 a good idea. You know, these these people aren't machines. They're not robots. You know, they mm-hmm. they, they do need rest. You know, all these. Well, you get obviously, people saying, "Oh, he's on hundred grand a week." You know, I'd 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 be tired for that. Whatever. It's it's not really about that. It's it's yeah. about making sure these people are in peak condition. Ready to, you know, do what the fans are paying to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially when the TV companies are spending so much money as well. They don't want to see, no doubt, obviously, change of players uh, on the pitch over the Christmas period. Um, Man City were the big winners, really. I know they lost their winning run uh, with the nil-nil draw against Palace, but no team had a better record over the festive period. Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham um, did what they could, but they're no closer to Manchester City. Um, it, are Man City now close to being as good as Arsenal's Invincibles? Are, are are they? Can they be considered in that bracket now? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think a good and I'm going to get a bit of, bit of hate here, but the fact that the Arsenal invincible season, as fantastic as it was, you look at it at the end, it's 26 wins, 12 draws. Now Manchester City, what is it now? 20 wins, two draws. Um, if they carry on going at that rate, then they're not going to draw 12, are they? So you could be looking at I don't know, maybe 30 wins, eight draws, something like that, as, as a conservative estimate. Um, and that's even if they slow, even if they slow down, if they are going to be unbeaten. Um, I'm not sure if they will, but we'll we'll see where it goes. But um, in terms of right now, they're doing. I, I keep saying, I keep mm. keep saying it every week. I think they should be getting more credit for what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, so City, the big winners, uh, big losers, probably their City rivals in Manchester United. Three draws, uh, one win, a good win against Everton uh, in the end. Uh, but they've lost Romelu Lukaku to injury. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is out. They're lacking a front man. Um, are United now at risk of dropping out of the top four altogether? Or because I mean, it was it was only a few weeks ago that we said they're City's closest challengers. Now it's a bit looking a bit ropey, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, I mean, if I was a Manchester United fan, I'm not sure I'd be too worried that they're going to drop out of the top four just yet. Um, Mourinho will find ways to, to, you know, turn it round. Uh, pick up from this this poor run of form um, and I think all the other all their other rivals are dropping points as well you know uh, Liverpool will we'll come on to them later they're in good form at the moment but there is a potential uh, blot on the horizon for them coming up which we'll uh, we'll talk about shortly um, Arsenal and Spurs haven't really shown that they can be relied on to, to do it week in week out so I think you know they, they haven't got the Champions League sewn up Manchester United but you, you would fancy them now if you were a betting man, I think, to, uh, to to go in and get the top four spot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of testament to Jose Mourinho that they can go on a bad run and still kind of look mm. so comfortable. Yeah. But they're so dull when they do it, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Like that game against Everton, yeah. it was just like one manager who parks the bus against another manager who uh, parks the bus. And yeah. it's just who can. I mean, thankfully, obviously, Jesse Lingard and Anthony Martial kind of pulled out oh, these, they, they, these great strikes. Great yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, I mean, it's just. It's quite dull to watch. I mean, it must be frustrating if you're a United fan. It's, it's, it's functional, isn't it? And it's, it, it gets the job done. Um, I think it's talking about those five teams that are below City. Um, it's quite fascinating because obviously City have run away with the league. And you're looking at how does that affect the mindset of the other five. Man United would probably be the one of the five who would have looked at it at the start of the season. Obviously, Chelsea won the league the year before, but Mourinho being Mourinho, having not won that league title, he's got a reputation of winning the second season, hasn't he? And um, he'd have gone into this season really hopeful, really, really um, hoping they could they could have pushed hard for it. It's not going to happen. So, And you can start to see, you know, there's, there's certain Mourinho character flaws are coming out and he's swiping at people. And um, you just got to keep an eye on that because I do wonder... If if there's things that might start to go a little bit awry with them, I think I agree with Joe. They've got good enough players to, to do it. They're probably the, they're the stronger squad of those other other five. So they'll and so what they're going to do? They're going to revert to the way that Mourinho does to get the results. Um, they didn't do that over Christmas, obviously with all those draws. But um, they'll just they'll find a way and they'll um, they'll keep on going along. And I wouldn't be surprised if they finish second. No, absolutely. Um, another big losers of the uh, kind of Premier League festive period. Uh, I've got listed down as Southampton and Stoke, uh, both managers on the brink mm. of being sacked, and both teams looking pretty disastrous on the pitch. Um, Southampton last night against Palace, one 0 up, cruising, and then just defensively they look um, they, they, they look really poor. Is, is Virgil Van Dijk going to be that big of a miss for Southampton? Well, I mean, 
it's hard to say really because you know he's not bringing loads to the team at the moment you know um, I think if they spend that money wisely um, you know be it with a new manager or not that you know they, they do have a potential way to get out of this mess that they're in you know they're, they're probably as a squad I'd say they are underachieving they've got some decent players um, but yeah the, ne- the next month I think will be really important for them the, the two big decisions there are do they, do they stick or twist with the manager um, you know they've seen a lot of teams over the last couple of years have replaced the manager this time of year and it has, has worked for them and it's how they reinvest this money, really. Yeah. They, they, look, they look a strange team to me in Southampton. They, they seem to be made up of um, a lot of players who are brought in by different managers, and, and it's almost this like mix and match situation. And their attack, I'm just, I'm not convinced by it in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it says everything that Shane Long, who hadn't scored yeah, in nearly yeah. a year, yeah. had still started nearly every single game this season. Yeah, yeah. no one can get on runs there up front. Charlie yeah, no. Austin pops up with a couple of goals, and you think, oh, he's back. Yeah. And then no, it just disappears again. You just, you just look yeah. at you look at Pellegrino and he, <coughs> Pellegrino. Sorry, he, he doesn't he doesn't inspire you in any way, does he? He, he? he doesn't come across as someone who, you know, those Southampton players will look at and go, "I'm going to go out and win 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 for him today." We, you know, do something yeah. for him. He just doesn't seem, and I, I don't think the fans have taken to him either. And he he just seems to be drifting through. And um, he's you know he, he used to used to be at Liverpool was um, Benitez's assistant there a few years ago, and you'd like to think he. He learned a bit about the Premier League there. He learned what what um, you needed to succeed to ground out wins, ground out points. Yeah. He just doesn't. It just seems weirdly passive, Southampton. They're, they and obviously they they did so well for so long to be in that top half of the league, and then they very obviously reached a point where they weren't going to get any better. So they're like sixth or seventh yeah. in the league, it's never going to get any better for them. Partly because they always lose all their players. Yeah, but they're the business model. Though, yeah, the way they... so so once mm. that. Once that's gone, then what, what is there left? And the only way they were going to survive is with somebody really there driving them on. A manager they could get behind, a team they could get behind. There's a good, solid mid-table Premier League team. They're going the other way, though. Yeah. Unfortunately, Sam Allardyce isn't available. So, <laughs> um, Stoke, uh, as well, kind of seem to be in a similar situation. They're not playing well. Things to, seem to have gone pretty stale. Mm. Mark Hughes looks like a beaten man. Stormed out of his press conference. <laughs> yeah. um, it's. Well, he, it, said, he said something like... Um, Find someone who can do it better, or something like that. Or there'll be no one who can do it better. Like, you, you don't say that. Do you? No. <laughs> you just, you just don't do it. You have ideas mean. there, aren't you? And when, yeah. and when the clubs are releasing statements about your future, <sighs> you know the, the writing is on the wall there, and and it has been for so long. Like I think if you look at Stoke's record, like they, they basically win a game or two a month, yeah. and that's enough to keep them up there. Yeah. And yeah, how are they going to kick on like that? They're, you they're think they, gonna... they've almost been lucky that there are always teams who are worse than them. Yeah, and it, it's probably similar to Southampton as well, but. As the likes of Crystal Palace are going the other way, yeah. you do just wonder. And West Ham got a good result. You, know, you, you do wonder if they're just going to slowly, slowly, slowly go. And, and Stoker, um, you know, sort of famously, they, they don't really sack the managers today. They, they they stick by them. And and obviously, I'm all for that. It's all, all for loyalty. But I think Hughes just looked a beaten man at the minute. And um, again, they're, they're probably man for man. You'd say a better squad than Southampton. Maybe they've got some better, better individuals. Yeah. But mm. um, they both, yeah. Red and white stripe uh, peril at the minute. Yeah. Uh, both managers uh, won't be involved in the Premier League this weekend because it's FA Cup weekend. Uh, FA Cup third round weekend. One of my favourite, um, <coughs> one of my favourite weekends of the season. Um, even, even last season. Um, no, 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 no the, the FA Cup is brilliant. Let, let, let's be honest. The FA Cup is brilliant, and it's a shame that so many managers obviously weaken the teams and stuff through it. It's fully understandable with the Premier League managers why they would do. Yeah. You know, Week in the team this weekend, given kind of the, the last two two and a half weeks of bonkers fixtures mm. um, they've had. 
we're going to start the weekend with Liverpool against Everton, Merseyside derby, uh, one of the first ties out of the hat when the draw was done. Um, Mark, Liverpool, it's a slightly different Liverpool to the last time uh, you played Everton, uh, mainly because Mo Salah won't be available. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Coutinho, we now know, won't be making it through a fire injury slash transferitis. Um, and um, that's thing, <laughs> seems to be very prevalent this time of year. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm home in bed with a the thermometer, just checking Sky Sports News. Yeah. And then um, Sadio Mane is in Ghana on Thursday night for an award ceremony. Yes, yeah. um, so I, I'm assuming he won't be. Um, I guess not. He's, I mean, he's... I mean, incredible effort if he is back. But um, <laughs> so, is it going to be a different approach for Liverpool anyway um, for this game than the last one, where you know they they put the big guns out there? And kind of obviously Everton part of the bus and got a point, but do Everton have more of a chance this time? Probably do, yeah. Um, I think they they took great ple- uh, great pleasure in that in that draw last time. It was quite incredible the way they played. I, I don't think I've seen anything like it in a, in a Merseyside derby. It was they were so so defensive and so passive, and yet you just saw Liverpool kind of shoot themselves in the foot really with with, with every chance they kept on missing. It was almost like, well, goal hasn't come, goal hasn't come going to make a mistake in a minute because that's what Liverpool always do and then it happens um, Cup tie will be different obviously because of the, very, the nature of it but if you offered Everton a replay of Goodison now they'd probably take it um, but I think they might play it in a slightly different way Liverpool yeah so there'd be no Coutinho there'd be no Salah um, Mane well we'll see what, what, if they can teleport him or something but um <laughs> And so it, probably what they'll do, I'd imagine, is is go with a similar side to the one that played Burnley the other day, which was a kind of mix and match one. Yeah. Um, again, following on from the festive stuff we were talking about before, they they played Leicester two days earlier, and and that's where Salah got a bit of an injury. I think the Salah situation, to be honest, is is kind of perfect though. I think they're just going to give him give him a couple of weeks. He's been non-stop all season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they'd already earmarked him to miss out in the FA Cup third round. The fact that he's Everton at home is different, obviously, but. Um, yeah. I think it'll be a slightly different Liverpool team. I think it'll be a slightly different game, perhaps slightly more open, but then it had to, it'd have to be from the previous one. Yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting one, and um, yeah, Liverpool probably got a got a, got a tough one on their hands again. Yeah, and, uh, do you think Liverpool's replacement, so obviously the likes of Solanke, Oxley, Chamberlain, the people who fill in for this Fab Four or whatever they've the, yeah. they've been branded as now, are they strong enough, kind of to keep Liverpool playing at the level? That they are, or, or are the replacements kind of so, kind of, kind of a step down, such a step down that you know Liverpool actually suffer when I think they, I they're think they're a, they're a step down. But then that's the same in every club, isn't it? You've got your your first choice players and your second choice players. I think they are they are enough to win them games. Burnley being a perfect example of um, where they just got the job done in the end, albeit very very late. But um, I think uh, Oxlade Chamberlain has actually been very good. He's 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 uh, settled in pretty well. He was excellent against Burnley. I thought Adam Lallana was a big uh, big plus from that game. It was his first start of the season, so I'd expect to see him start again against Everton. Um, he's someone who I think you'll be seeing a lot more of in the second half of the season, especially with uh, Mr. Transfer Writers we were talking about there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I expect you those two players against Everton, uh, and probably to, uh, Dominic Solanke is one who's been in the team, and and he. He's struggling a little bit. He's only a young lad, and I think it's perhaps asking him a little bit too much of him to lead the line constantly for Liverpool. So yeah. perhaps Firmino might come in and give that extra sort of 
Sparkle, if you like, he'll probably be the one of the of the four that everyone likes talking about. He's just uh, to play in the game. Yeah, uh, Liverpool have. Ever, I mean, they, they can give a debut to Virgil Van Dijk, who I know we spoke about very briefly from a Southampton point of view. Mm-hmm. Seventy-five million pounds, Joe. Um, yeah. Have they overpaid? Oh, can, can anyone overpay oh, in, the, in this is market? Is there such anymore? thing as overpaying? Yeah, yeah. because yeah. they have these almost limitless uh, pots of money now. Football clubs, you know. Players just cost what they cost, and it, yeah. you know it's not a huge dent to their uh, their bank account, is it? Seventy five million, you know. Yeah. And if if you're not spending it on on improving the playing squad, you you do fall behind. Especially now, you know, sort of Liverpool aren't in the position of like say Manchester City and or Manchester United, where they can call on sort of quite so much either uh, you know rich owners or international sort of um, money coming in. But um, I think they they wanted him, and that's that's what it costs now to go out and get him. So that they did it. I mean. Um, you know, it might so happen that they have uh, a few quid coming their way in the next uh, couple of weeks. In which case, you know, it's I, I, I just don't think it really matters the money, does it? Yeah, no. I think without without even without even that 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 money, the continuum money. I think you look at they've got through the last sixteen in the Champions League. That's money in the bank already. Mm. There's the ridiculous sums from the uh, the Premier League money that that you get. Uh, obviously, seventy five million is a lot. Is is too much, but. Um, it's just the way it's gone, and 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 Liverpool, as everyone knows, as everyone's probably said into this microphone all season, mm-hmm. Liverpool have needed a centre back, and mm-hmm. um, he's the one that they went out and got. And, and interestingly, I thought you know he, uh, Jurgen Klopp didn't uh, decide that when he couldn't get him in the summer, he didn't decide well I'll, I'll buy someone else for 15, 20 million. No, I'm going to wait. I'll put my trust in these lads to to do well for him. And you know they've done all right. To be fair, they're probably about where people would think they would be this season for. Um, and and Van Dijk's a, an upgrade on on all of them who are there, so um, I think he's, he's 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 what was needed. But it makes sense bringing him in rather than another twenty million defender who does. will just you know maybe he'll have his ups and downs in his forms. He won't be able to hit that yeah. level that we know Van Dijk can. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I, yeah. I'd say the, the money is stupid, but that's football. He's folks. someone who's got he's got a bit of a ceiling as well, isn't he, Van Dijk? You look at him, yeah. you go, he's done well. Yeah. He's been impressed by him, but you can imagine him. Really yeah. kicking on over the next yeah. couple of years. Probably been ready to take yeah. that step to a, exactly. a, 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 right a top yeah. club. Got the right experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, good stuff. Um, also in the FA Cup this week, or on Monday night, we have Brighton against Palace. Um, slight little quirks game because video referees are going to be used mm. yeah. for the first time in any game in England ever. <laughs> um, video referees, are, are, are we for it? Yeah, uh, I think we're at the point now where the technology's. If, if not 100% there it's, it's just about there um, I just don't see why football should sort of get left behind you know you see it works so well in cricket in the NFL uh, and these are these are multi-million pound decisions being made and why not give the referee every help they can get I mean yes it'll slow the game down a bit but it adds that excitement you know yeah. you look at uh, you look at tennis at Wimbledon when they when they do their calls it's, it's you know it's a great laugh yeah. when, they, yeah. when they bring it all up um, you know I, I think it will bring something to it and it's you know they're never going to stop a game for two minutes to to look at, you know, one incident from you know sort of seventeen different angles. So yeah. bring it on. Why 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 not give it a try? I say. Yeah, say so I, I think a lot of people say, oh, it's going to slow the game down, but it's just the same as watching a replay because that's yeah. what you'll be doing. I say if you mm. if you're an armchair fan, you, you you will be sat watching a replay. They might put the replays on the screens in Premier League grounds. I'd I'd assume they won't to try and that's protect kind of the, words, the, the, the the referees. Mm. But I mean, you're still mainly going to be kind of analysing the decision. It's not like you're going to be sat doing nothing for, for, for two minutes. Uh, Mark, are you uh, a fan of VARs? Yeah, um, I think it's like, like, with, like with any 
um, kind of introduction into football. It's going to take a while to get used to. Um, I was watching the uh, Real Madrid game in the World Club Championship where there were a couple of controversial decisions. Yeah. Um, and everyone sort of reacts to it in a way of like, what's going on? What's this? It's a fast but But a couple of years down the line, we'll all be used to it and we'll all be exactly. fine with it. And, it, you know, I'm sure there's an outcry when... I don't know when when the back pass first came into football or something like that. You know, something I don't know. I'm not old yeah. enough. Joe might be. But, um, <laughs> Sadly, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it, it'll it'll be like with anything, and and we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, let's hope there's no video in the Brighton dressing room. Remember the, the Brian Palace story from from a couple of years ago? Oh yes. No, we, we don't want to. Oh one. yes. You no, can no, Google that later. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll wait till you've left work. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so yeah, so thumbs up for VAR and bringing that in. It will also be used in the Carabao Cup, I believe, in the Arsenal Chelsea semi final. But what I find not out. in the Manchester yeah, City Bristol City. Yeah. I do find it. So are they picking? Like, why is it the Brighton game then? Why why is it not the Liverpool Everton game? Why are they just picking and choosing them? Yeah, no, I, 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 it's kind of almost an unfair advantage to teams who don't have it who might be screwed over by a you know big decision. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, um, and that will happen. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, especially yeah. for maybe the League One and League Two teams that are still in the competition yeah, exactly. who actually getting through to the next round is so lucrative and worth so yeah. much money, and yet they could be screwed out of a decision when if they had VAR they, they, they could mm. be fine well, that's one of the arguments against it obviously is not being able to implement the technology at every ground so yeah. it is these teams that suffer but I just don't think football should be resting on its laurels yeah. and, and not yeah. not looking to make things better where they can you know, yeah, you know for, for, football definitely is ready yeah Definitely yeah. ready to yeah. to experiment, and obviously, well, that's what it is at the moment. It's yeah. experiment, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. going to be used at the World Cup in the summer, so people will be very familiar with it when you know we're all sat watching fourteen yeah. games a day or whatever <laughs> it'll feel like we're doing, uh, wasting yeah, away our lives. Um, but it'll be great. Um, also, in the FA Cup, uh, we have a few other reasonably interesting matches. Selected few: Manchester United against Derby also takes place on Friday night. Obviously, Derby going very well in the mm, Championship. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Championship a little bit later. Uh, Fleetwood against Leicester, uh, the Vardy Derby, um, which should be uh, fun. Fulham against Southampton, big chance for an upset. Uh, Manchester City against Burnley, which is bizarrely one of the most high-profile all-Premier League ties that we we have. Um, Testament to Burnley this season. Uh, Norwich against Chelsea and Nottingham Forest against Arsenal. Uh, just a pick of the fixtures. Uh, the bookmakers, uh, Ladbrokes, interestingly, have Manchester City at 7-2 to two favourites. Uh, I say interestingly just because, oh my God, you can get 7-2 <coughs> to two on that's, Manchester yeah, City that's, winning a competition. Well, that's incredibly Philly short. No, I, yeah. I, I, I see it as, as short for the third round, though, isn't it? And you think... Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a lot of football to be played exactly, in that competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I suppose there is every chance that City are going to weaken and you know play yeah. Bernardo Silva instead of Raheem oh, Sterling. Must be terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, uh, then, obviously, odds-wise, yeah, Chelsea 11-2, United 11-2, Spurs 15-2, Arsenal, Liverpool 9s, and then 20s upwards for anyone else. Um, that's the FA Cup. Uh, January, interesting month. Interesting month for us as reporters, as journalists, because mainly 50% upwards of things we write is to do with transfers. <laughs> Not giving up the booze, no? No, no, no. no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying with Jan- dry January. Yeah. I was doing well, but then I got to the football last night and uh, just wanted to So you nearly did 48 hours. Nearly did 48 hours. Well Which done. is better than I did last year. <laughs> so slowly but surely, in about 30 years' time, I might get to the end of the we'll month. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> January transfer window, um, we've already just spoken about Liverpool quite heavily and transferitis. 
Coutinho Barcelona is clearly the big one. It's the one everyone's talking about. It's the one that people, I think, are now expecting to go through. Um, Joe, is that something you say? Do you think it'll go through this January? Uh, I think whatever happens, I think Liverpool need resolution on it because if it's going to hang over them uh, until the summer and we're still not sure but we're convinced he's going, I don't see how that can have a good effect on Liverpool's uh, top four ambitions. Um, It's been suggested that they might agree a deal now that he goes in the summer. I think that suits both parties. Uh, Helps helps Liverpool get the Champions League again this year. Um, It means he can start with a fresh Barcelona if they, they agree the deal now, means they don't have to pay more if he has a really good World Cup yeah. uh, and the player knows what's happening to him. So I think, if with your sensible hat on, I think that would be the way to go because yeah. that just um, ticks all the boxes. But you do get the feeling Barcelona are going to dig their heels in a bit and uh, and try and try and get him secured now. Yeah. Uh, Mark, will you be quite frustrated if Coutinho does leave this transfer window? Because obviously it will set Liverpool back, not only in the Premier League hunt for the top four, but also in the Champions League. Now you've progressed out of the group. Um, it's um, will it be frustrating if he was to leave this month? Um, I suppose so. I mean, because this, I am I am surprised by how how quickly it, it ramped up um, for for the idea that he's going this month. Um, I think, as Joe said, I think every, pretty much everyone, and it has been very well aware and fine with the fact that he was going to go in the summer. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no problem whatsoever, and that coupled with the fact that he could have spent um, the season. Doing his transfer writers thing and not performing, he's actually been better than ever. So he and the, the level the level he's been playing at um, sort of is testament to him, I guess. If if uh, if he has got all this hanging over him, whether whether he was still whether whether Liverpool played did something to him, I don't know, played a trick on him almost and, and said to him, "Oh, we're still not sure yet." You know, I I, I think Liverpool have been well aware he's going to go because I think um, you've only got to look back. Players like Luis Suarez, Mascherano, Xabi uh, Alonso. Um, when these players are wanted by Real Madrid or Barcelona, they leave Liverpool. And there's, I think Liverpool are increasingly aware of the fact that that's their role in in European football. They're, they're, they're not at that top top bracket, they're the one below. In the same way that Southampton are the one below them. So they bought Virgil van Dijk and everyone else from Southampton. And then Liverpool can have players who will do... We have Luis Suarez, Xabi Alonso, perfect examples of players who went to Liverpool elevated their games to huge, huge levels and went on to be world stars. Coutinho yeah. can do that. He is, he is good enough. I, I, I uh, had a slight doubt about him sort of 18 months ago if he was, but he's definitely good enough now. Um, so, yeah, um, it would be frustrating if he went now. Uh, I think what they need to do is, is just get everyone around the table and just say, look, Barcelona are going to win the league anyway, aren't they? And they can't play him in the Champions League because he's cup-tied. So, what's the need? To, where, where's the rush? Yeah. Um, and let Coutinho have a last five or six months where I think as I say the, the fans would be behind him he's, he's done very well this season so um, so yeah I think it's Liverpool's interest to, to uh, click on a little bit yeah, Absolutely uh, Labrooks are sponsoring all the Mirror Football's coverage of the transfer window you can stay up to date with all the latest deals on our transfer live blog every single day through the transfer window uh, Labrooks have actually suspended betting on Coutinho's next destination no surprise there because there's only one place where he is going to go if uh, he is indeed going to leave um, interesting they've got odds on potential replacements they suggest that um, Danny Cabellos from Real Madrid is uh, an option 6-4 to four. Leon Goretzka although there's a lot of talk with him and Bayern Munich 9-4 Julian Draxler, Thomas Lamar, Henrik Mkhitaryan Ooh. is on the list. Left field. Yeah, uh, like uh, four to one. 
Four to one. Um, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to rush out by my house there, but I quite, I quite like the idea of it. Yeah, good, good. Uh, Christian Pulisic, uh, Riyad Mahrez, I've, out of those names, Mark, who would you... Probably afford them all with Coutinho, wouldn't he? <laughs> um, is, it, is, it, is there anyone on there in particular that you uh, um, would like to see I Liverpool bring in as a replacement? I don't think any of them are sort of like-for-like like, uh, like like players, are they? Um, I, I think what Liverpool will do with that money is almost just strengthen around the team um, you look at Coutinho and he is quite unique in terms of the skills he has as a as, as Liverpool player he's not as fast as the likes of or dynamic as the likes of Mane, Salah even Firmino the team I think will carry on playing in this very sort of fast way yeah. Coutinho is always the one to sort of thread through little passes here and there um, in terms of that list there um, I think Lamar was the one wasn't he in the, in the summer yeah. that they really looked at um, I could see that coming round again uh, whether whether he would be as good as Coutinho straight away, I, I, I doubt it. But um, he's probably someone who could come in and and you know what, it'd end all this Fab Four talk, which I'm a bit <laughs> a bit bored of to be honest. So yeah, yeah. Um, as, as I think it just doesn't it doesn't suit Liverpool. It, it doesn't really do anyone any favours that all that. Um, I think Liverpool are more is better players around the squad who deserve more credit. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, another big transfer topic is Alexis Sanchez uh, whether he'll go now whether he'll go end of the season uh, and whether he'll go to Manchester City um, does Sanchez actually fit anywhere into this City team right now Joe? Um, it's it's easy to say no but then when they were buying uh, you know the likes of Bernardo Silva and everyone in the summer uh, it was hard to see them all fitting but Pep can sort of make it all work somehow you know and um, obviously they've, they've already got too many good attacking players but, you know, Gabriel Jesus is out for a while. Uh, De Bruyne will need a rest at some point. Um, and just imagine the reaction of all City's rivals when, you know, they've already lost track yeah. count. You know, they've That's gone the in, thing, the, in the dust. And, oh, by the way, we've just, uh, we've just signed <laughs> Sanchez as well on, yeah. on the cheap as it'll be then. Um, you know, I, I just think, I, you know, you could, you could see it working with, with Guardiola. You know, he's, he's worked with him before. He, know, he knows all about him. And... Uh, I, yeah, I, I can see it happening. To be honest, if you're City, do you take 25 million to get him now as opposed to for free in the summer? Um, Bear in mind, you might pay more on the wages as well. When by the time it gets to the yeah. summer, do they, yeah. need, do they need him now? They're doing all right, aren't they? At the minute, they, they, not I, I, yeah, yeah. No, 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 they're, no, they're on their worst run of form actually at the season. They, they They've they only did, got four they, points in the last they, two games. They did so. not win a match. Yeah, they? yeah. <laughs> Um, only no. scored three goals in the last yeah, two games. Yeah. So. Oh, bloody hell. Maybe, maybe you do what we're talking about with Coutinho. Maybe you get in touch with his people and you say, "Look, uh, stay where you are now. Play some football, <laughs> and we'll get you in the summer for free." Um, I know, obviously, he can officially he can do the, all the uh, the talks with foreign clubs, can't he, for a free yeah, transfer? Yeah. But you just know it, it goes on. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and he could uh, he could almost secure that. Um, would he fit in there? I think he probably would. Yeah, as Joe said, in the same way that all of them do, because they, they just keep on going. I mean, I mean, I guess eventually you'd, you'd have to look at one who'd who'd get a little bit annoyed by being rotated in and out and would leave. But I can't see that happening in the next. What's um, testament to Guardiola's job this season? Like yeah. you're not hearing anything from no, any not. player in the camp, are you? That they're, they're not happy with the with their role. I mean, that's what winning does, though. I suppose. Yeah. 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 Uh, remember to stay up to date with all the latest transfer news on Mirror Football. All our coverage, of course, sponsored by Ladbrokes. Uh, before we we're going to go, uh, we're going to do as we do almost every week and talk a little bit about the Championship. Um, enthralling league, um, if you look from second <laughs> downwards. Uh, Wolves, like the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah w- Wolves have it wrapped up, um, like, well and truly. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. We, I, I say this every week. Have they? Yeah, yeah. They I, I think they have. They 12, have. 12 players second now, and 14 of third, I think. Yeah, um, I think yeah. I saw them one to a hundred to uh, to win the title somewhere. So yeah, you know, we'll go up. The pitch one. Uh, however, it's interesting still in the championship because there is still something to play for for every team below it. A promotion. Yeah, uh, will mm. be one other automatic spot. Um, other playoff contenders. Uh, Joe, you mm. are the author of two Leeds United books. Um, Leeds are in and around the playoff mix. Uh, how, how how do you fancy Leeds' chances of you know maybe getting in, well first of all getting the playoffs and maybe sneaking maybe, to second maybe doing it um well i mean it's a ridiculous league isn't it the championship i mean i think positions 2 through 8 it's going to be like a game of musical chairs at the end of the season when when the music stops who's going to be where you know it's it's the team that goes on the run at the end informing you you look at how the positions have all changed over over christmas you know cardiff have just absolutely fallen off a cliff recently uh, bristol city got thrashed the other day so in terms of trying to work out what happens, it's far too hard to do. But um, from, from a Leeds point of view, uh, it was looking like they were going to have a really, they were having a really good festive period. They uh, they they had a bit of a dip uh, sort of over the autumn. Um, I think they lost seven in nine. Uh, but this is how things have changed at Leeds. They didn't sack the manager, um, which is <laughs> which is nice and refreshing. Yeah. Um, and what they've done is they've sort of gone back to basics a bit. And they, they've they've learned how to win ugly. The um, they win over Burton. Uh, over Christmas showed that that was the the first time they've come from a, from a goal down to win a game. All sort of really encouraging signs. Um, a bit of squad rotation, sort of getting it all going right there. Um, but then they did have stumbled on the last couple of games. The uh, the, the Birmingham game was was a bit of a shambles um, by all accounts. And then they uh, they couldn't find a way past managerless Forest as well. So they're, they're in the playoff mix leads and. I suppose having two sort of average performances just before the January transfer window might be a good time to do them because yeah. it shows where they are lacking. I think if they, if they can do um, some more good recruitment uh, in this window uh, and, and new strikers probably the priority, yeah. then I think that could make the difference because there's a lot of teams on a similar level, not a lot of consistency going around. And I, I think Leeds aren't far away from sort of clicking it all together. And, and I don't see why they can't challenge that second spot. Um, obviously, there's been the ownership change and stuff at Leeds. Are the, are the current owners? Do, do they seem like the you know investment in the squad is something that they're they're prepared to do? Yeah, absolutely. They they sh- they showed it in the summer. With um, you know, for the first summer in ages, you know, Leeds were paying sort of substantial transfer fees. Uh, Samuel Size is one of the best signings in the championship of the season. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, and just what what the owners are doing as well, they're just running the club professionally now. Under Cellino, it, it was just a mess. No one liked working with him. Um, you know, he was difficult, um, hard to hard to get on with. And You're being very uh, nice to him. It, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm biting my tongue slightly. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he was he was stopping the club from progressing. And now, you know, they, I dare say they're they're being run like a Premier League football club now. And they've got a much better scouting set up, which which is already seen by a few of the players that have come in this year. They're paying more attention to uh, bringing in some good players to the under-23 squad. And, you know, I've said this before, well, maybe, but I think it is only a matter of time before, you know, these changes are reflected in their, in their um, in the league table and they, they finally do make it back to the Premier League. It's looking looking a lot closer than it has done for, for several years. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice to see Leeds kind of back up there. I, I know myself personally, I'd like to see them back in the Premier League just because... For the games against United, where yeah. you know there'll just be hatred all around, yeah. proper feisty fixtures. Exactly. That's, that yeah. uh, that's, that's what we want. You um, love us, really. Yeah. Uh, from the Championship, uh, say so that 
this is the list of teams that are from currently kind of second downwards uh, that are well in the mix. You've got Derby, Bristol City, Cardiff, Aston Villa, Middlesbrough, Leeds, Sheffield United, Brentford, Fulham, Preston uh, are all all, all, all in there. <laughs> yeah, so um, half the division. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, the it's, the same, it's the same. It's yeah. with the yeah. championship. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but out of that list of teams, is there are there any teams that stand out as you know? They're the ones that are. I think with them, up. as as you know, as Joe said before, someone like Cardiff, they've had they've had their terrible bit now. So and it's almost like they'll have that and then they'll come back again. And I think you'll you'll see that from a few teams. They'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll lose. All of a sudden, they'll lose three in a row out of nowhere, and then they will win three in a row. And it's like if they if they've had that dip. I mean, Cardiff have got a. You know, they don't play great football, but they they'll, they'll grind out results. I imagine. And they they once, do a Neil Warnock. Exactly. Yeah. He's almost yeah. the Sam Allardyce of the. Second tier, yeah. And once it comes to once it comes to those sort of fixtures, March, April, and they need a result. Um, Villa as well. I've seen a bit of Villa recently, and they 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 strike me as someone who, again, when when push comes to shove, shove experienced manager. Um, yeah, they, they've got a few few game changers in there. Yeah. Uh, Robert Snodgrass has been playing very well recently. So yeah. Scott Hogan seems to be scoring more and more yeah. slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah. Um, so if if you if you could pick one team, Joe, uh, out of that lot, who who goes up automatically? Um, I'll be professional and not say Leeds. Uh, I'll go with Villa. Villa, Mark. Uh, I'll throw a dart at them and see what hit. Um, I'll go Leeds then. If not Leeds, 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 Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. Here we go. <laughs> uh, personally, it's Derby. Uh, I, I watched Fulham last night. Fulham look excellent. I think they're going to be sneaky good for, you know. They, they, they snuck in last year to the playoffs yeah, right, at the, yeah, right at the end. Yeah. So good manager playing good football. Um, what goals in them? Like Ryan Sessegnon, by the way. Is an absolute superstar in the making. He's he'll, a, he'll be yeah. in the Premier League next season. He's a he's a fantastic young player. Like 120 million. The market's going to inflate yeah. that much in, yeah, in six yeah. months. <laughs> I t- I t- I probably will at uh, this yeah, rate. Did last year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that will do us this week on the Mirror Football Podcast, uh, brought to you in association with Labrooks. Uh, if you're not subscribing already, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Audioboom and Spotify uh, we'd also really appreciate it if you could leave us uh, a really nice rating on one of those apps uh, where possible uh, there's a whole lot of cup football to come up uh, with the FA Cup this weekend and the Carabao Cup semi-finals next week so uh, enjoy all that and we'll be back next week so uh, we'll see you next time yeah.